Good morning and welcome to our Romans Bible study. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson. Glad to be with you today. Whatever day it is that you are listening to this broadcast right now, it is May the 9th, 2019. And uh, I'm hoping Jesus comes today, but until he does, we're going to occupy, we're going to teach, preach, and warn, and believe the gospel of Jesus Christ and share with you every word in God's Bible, Holy Bible, God's word with you in the context of the power of God, and that is Christ and him crucified, praise God. We are today, this is part 23, I do believe, let me get my piece of paper over here that I forgot to put out this morning, uh, part 23 of Romans chapter 6, and uh, this has been a phenomenal study to me, it has helped me. And uh, I'm just thankful for <clears throat> what the Lord has shown me and, and those who he's been able to bring back to Calvary, uh, back to faith and grace, true biblical faith and grace, which, our, which means our faith is in what Jesus did at Calvary, what he actually did there, and the provision that only comes from there by the Holy Spirit in our lives, even as children of God, not just to get us saved, but everything God does, he does it through his son. That means through his son and what he did at Calvary by his spirit. And when we're involved in what God is doing, it is by his spirit through faith in his son, Jesus Christ, glorifying and praises be to God. It is just that narrow right there. Whatever God does, let me say it again. Whatever God the Father does, He does it through His Son. That means through His sacrificial work at Calvary by His Spirit into your life, through your life. If our faith is not in Calvary, if it's not in the sacrificial work at, of, of Christ at Calvary, then, then the return to God is not there. Because the only return of worship, the return of even offering tithes and offering anything to God, remember, there's only that from God the Father through the Son, His sacrificial work by His Spirit. And then when your faith is in the sacrificial work of Christ, then by His Spirit you're living and walking after and in the Spirit through Christ to, to the praise and glory of God the Father. That, that's the only way anything with God works. He only communes with His people at the cross. Look back at the Old Covenant and, and see in the book of Exodus where God said, I will meet with you and I will commune with you here. It was the place the blood was placed on the altar. It's very important you know these things. And, uh, you know, a lot of people who the Lord has been able to bring back to their first love, first works, not just hear a message about it and claim they're back, but through brokenness and many toils and many trials and many hardships, God has been able to remind us of the truth, draw us back to the truth, and to keep us in the truth, which is simply put, faith in the sacrifice of Christ. Because in all reality, our faith is not in Christ unless it's in what Christ did at Calvary. And not 40 years ago, but today, exclusive faith in the only object God has given humanity, and that is what he did in the sacrifice. Hallelujah. And the only people who are going to come back to this truth are the people who see that what they are involved in and what they've had faith in is not working. And even the people that don't see it 
It's only because they reject and refuse to see it because nothing works for humanity in God's eyes except what Jesus did at Calvary, not just to get us in the kingdom, but to get us to the place we can live in power in the kingdom, run the race, experience all the benefits of God only by the Spirit through the Son's sacrifice, praise and worship and all glory be to God. That is the only avenue that needs to be shared many times over and over again in the pulpits in our land today. But we're in Romans chapter 6 and I scanned quickly throughout the rest of this chapter the last time we met. But So we're going to back up today and we're going to hit verse uh, 17. And, and let's just back up to verse 16 in Romans 6 because even after we're born again, we have to continue to yield to this truth the same way we did when we were born again. We have to yield to this truth, this form of doctrine that did what? It freed us from sin and made us servants of righteousness, verse 18. But let's look at verse 16. Know ye not that to whom you yield present yourselves servants, slaves to obey his servants you are to whom you obey. And every person on the planet is obedient to one of these two things. Slaves to one of these two things. Not just obeying and following, slaves. Watch this. Whether it's of the sin nature, remember our Romans 6 teaching, the word sin in this 6th chapter of Romans is used 16 times. One time in verse 15 it's used as the verb where you actually commit a sin. The other 15 times it's used as the noun speaking of the old man. You were before you were born again and became a new creature in Christ. It's speaking of that sinful nature that's in every human being. No way out of it. So Notice this, whether we're serving or obeying the sin nature unto death, and we covered this on the last broadcast, death means separation. For the child of God, it means separation and fellowship. Because when we go back under the dominion of sin, when, not because we commit a sin, when we go back under the dominion of sin because we've moved our faith from exclusively being Christ's work at Calvary, no matter what else we've got, even biblical things, if we put our faith in anything other than Christ and what he did at Calvary, we go back under being the slave to the sin nature. <clears throat> Maybe not the whiskey bottle and the whatever we use, but nevertheless, there are religious people that are bound by the sin nature. Every person on the planet whose faith is not in Christ and what he did at Calvary is living in sin, serving the sin nature. Sin is dominating them. Because to not have faith in the cross alone is a sin. Anything not of faith is a sin. Anything not of faith is sin. And the law is anything other than what, what brings grace which is faith in the cross. Anything else, faith in anything else is law. And the Bible says the law is not of faith and anything not of faith is sin. That's scripture in your Bible, praise God. Simple. So watch this. Whether, whether, we're, whether we're obeying the sin nature unto death or we're obeying, uh, 
obedience or we're slaves to obedience. That's the obedience of Christ unto his righteousness imputed to us only through grace and what he did at Calvary, Galatians 2 and 21. Write it down. Make sure you learn that. But verse 17 says, But God be thanked that you were the slaves to the sin nature, but you have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered you. What form of doctrine was delivered you that delivered you from being dominated by the sin nature? May it delivered you from being a slave to the sin nature. Well, let's read verse 18. It tells us, it explains it just like kindergarten. Watch. Being then made free from the sin nature, you became servants of righteousness. Here again, we see the incompatibility or the contrariness to each other. You can't serve the sin nature and serve righteousness. If your faith is in the cross alone of Christ, His work there, you're depending on that alone. Then you are, are a servant unto His obedience unto the righteousness he, he grants you, offers you, imputes to you, not just declares you to be, but allows you daily to bear the fruits of his righteousness. Glory to God. But when it, we move our faith from the place that grace ushers in righteousness to us daily, meaning the cross, we're back under the dominion of the sin nature because we can only serve be servants to slaves to one or the other, not both at the same time. Don't forget that. We're in a reformation right now. I hope you don't miss out on it. Thousands and thousands are coming out from the bondage of legalism, traditional uh, uh, denominationalism, all the things that men have built as golden calves to look at and, and place their faith in other than simple faith in the simplicity of Christ, meaning what he did at Calvary. So two things happened when you accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior by believing what he did for you on the cross was enough to forgive you of your sins, justify and sanctify you, remove you from the dominion of sin, make you a new creation in Christ, and the list goes on and on and on. He moved inside of you. Your body became the temple he dwells in now. Listen, it goes on and on and on, all the benefits that, that took place when you are born again. And you were freed from sin immediately, not when you begin to work it out. See, don't mess that up. I don't care what things still had a hold of you when you were born again. We're talking about God's plan, God's vision to you, God's declaration to you. When you accepted Christ, God said you're free from sin and you're obedient right now. Before you go do anything, before you actually get completely free, when you see my son in the clouds and you're all the way like him one day, before then, even until that day, you will be being conformed in his image, that perfect work, if your faith remains in what he did, will continue Think about that. But until that day, perfection will not be attained where you are. That's in your Bible. Anybody preaching sinless perfection is not preaching the Word of God. They have to uh, get rid of certain scriptures, and we don't do that because God says if you, if you take things out of the book, He'll take your name out of the book of life. 
and don't tout off that he won't do that and that means something else. That's what they did in, the, in, 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 in early days when the church was birthed when the religious Judaizers tried to hang on to things that were written and the law, the law of the letter was stripping them naked and cutting them up to pieces because they just wouldn't accept Christ and what he did and who he was that, that, that God sent to take care of every single issue. When we say it's all about Jesus and Jesus is enough, what do we really mean? Because that's a fact. That's the truth. At the end of our Christian lives, there's going to be one main lesson God was trying to get us to learn every second of every day of every week and month and year of our lives, and that is that Christ is all we ever needed for every single thing in our lives. All direction, all provision, all deliverance, all anything, our completeness is in Christ and everything we need is in Christ and that's going to be that's the ultimate learning ground right there. is that what you're getting are you gaining ground in maturing as a Christian because if you are that's what you're understanding that Jesus is enough that means what he provided through his death the sacrificial work that he did for us at Calvary is what it takes to get you everything God has for you. So let's move on here. So we were made free from the sin nature and we became servants of righteousness. Before we ever went to church, before we ever cracked open a Bible, before we ever put money in our offering plate, hear me now, it gets real good now, before we were ever water baptized, we were free from sin and we were already a servant of righteousness. Getting in the baptismal tank was because you were a servant of righteousness and you were obeying God's words of righteousness, Proverbs 8 and 8. All the words of my mouth are in righteousness. And righteousness is only revealed in the gospel, hallelujah, Romans 1, 16 and 17. And righteousness only comes through grace and grace only comes through faith in the cross, Galatians 2 and 21. Write it down and don't move outside those boundaries. When you do, you go back under law. You, we don't know we do it, but we go back under sin's dominion. No, we may not be back on the whiskey bottle or the marijuana or the heroin or back into the junk that once held us trapped in chains, but we, in the eyes of God, in the eyes of God is what matters, not the eyes of everybody around you or even our eyes. In the eyes of the Lord, Noah found grace. Only in the eyes of the Lord. Remember and never forget, Jesus spoke through John, the revelator, to the church in Sardis, Revelation chapter 3, and said, you've got a name that you're alive, but I'm telling you, you're not alive, you're dead. Your works are not perfect before me. Now think about that. God, the Lord told, told the church in Sardis, your works are not perfect before me. Don't think that your works are not important. But what makes a work perfect? is the Lord doing the work. They had moved their faith from the only place and object that allows the Lord to work in their life, the cross of Christ. Hallelujah. And when they did that, their works were just them. And by ourselves without the Lord, Jesus told us, John 15, 5, you can do nothing without me. And he was speaking of fruit bearing. You can bear no fruit without me. 
If I'm not involved, if your faith is not what got me involved, what I did at Calvary, you can bear no fruit. The work cannot be perfect. And if it's not perfect, you're in trouble because God the Father is looking for a perfect work. See, will you and I as Christians allow Him to continue the perfect work He began only if our faith is in what allowed Him to? to begin. He did not just one day say, I'm beginning a perfect work in you. No, through by grace, that means what he did in Christ at Calvary, through your faith in that, he began a perfect work in you. So the church in Sardis, notice what he tells them. We're not in, I'm just reminding us of this. You have a name that you're alive, but you're dead. Your works are not perfect before me. You better repent and remember where you heard and received. Where did you hear and receive? When you accepted the gospel as the truth of God's word. Hallelujah. When you accepted Christ. You never leave that place. If you do and you go into something else, there cannot be a perfect work. Now the warning comes to the church in Sardis. You better repent and remember. He says, remember where you heard and received. That's the message of the cross. That's the gospel. of You don't move past there. People that say we've gone on past the cross, God's telling them today, right now, your works are not perfect before me. And then he gives them this, those who will repent, I will not blot out their names from the Lamb's book of life. Now the church needs to read that. And this once saved, always saved garbage and heresy. You have to change the meaning of the Bible into men's wisdom, men's traditional thoughts, which takes away the value and the power of God. And when we change God's word because of some heresy that's been taught instead of just believing that that was to the church, no, it was not to lost people who were sitting in the pews in the church. It was to saved people back in that day. You need to understand me. People, this was the church. The letter was to the church. And and anyway, they were told to repent and remember from where they heard and received. That means they'd already heard and received the gospel. Don't make things up to, to hang on to something your daddy and granddaddy oh, would think negative of you if, you if you left. You've got to leave. You've got to leave what grandma and grandpa taught you if they, if they were holding on to some heresy. God bless their darling souls. They just didn't know it all. They didn't have it all. But God's trying to give you something, yes, even more than they had. And when you try to stick with just what grandma and grandpa had, you're going to experience the lack that they experienced. They might have put on a good show, and they might have loved God and, and prayed and went to church. But that's heresy, my friend, to think that you can't have your name blotted out because the Bible is full of those warnings right there. That's why the message of the cross is so important. Watch this. I sp- verse 19, I speak after the manner of men because of the infirmity of your flesh. For as you have yielded your members' servants, he's talking about in the past now, to uncleanness, to iniquity, unto iniquity, even so now, because you can choose to as a child of God, yield your members' servants, slaves, to righteousness unto holiness. As long as you're serving 
Go back to verse 16. As long as you're, as you're choosing to be a servant of obedience unto righteousness through the faith in Christ, obedience unto righteousness that gets you the grace that ushers that in, gets you God working. Remember, God's grace is God doing something in you, for you, through you, to you. That's what God's grace is. It ain't something floating around just out there but keeping you till the end. No, God's grace... Is God doing something in our lives if our faith is in that which we heard from the beginning and we hold to that? Read First uh, John chapter two, verses twenty-three through twenty-seven, and watch last night's message, and you will be blown away at the reality and confirmation of the truth of Jesus Christ and Him crucified in the Word. You need to understand this, though. If you choose as a child of God to serve obedience under righteousness, which means faith in the cross. It's the only avenue that's unto holiness. Look at it again, the end of verse 19. Even so now yield your members' servants to righteousness. How do you do that? By having your faith in what Christ did through His obedience at the cross. And then that fruit of righteousness is the only thing that's unto holiness. Holiness cannot be a part of my life without me choosing to be a servant of Christ's obedience unto righteousness. Cannot happen. It's an impossibility. That's why the author of Hebrews says, without following after peace, which Christ made by the blood of his cross for us, Colossians 1.20, and holiness, no man shall see the Lord. That means you ain't going to have no witness. No man can see the Lord in you. You might think he can through your religious. You have a name that you're alive, but God says you're not alive, you're dead. Faith is dead without works, and that's the work of the Holy Spirit, not you just going out and doing something. Faith is dead without the work of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit cannot work outside the perimeters of faith from the heart, believing unto the obedience and righteous work of Christ at Calvary. He can't do it. He won't do it. You see, some of you just got that. Somebody just got a hold of that. And that's what these broadcasts are for. That God would open your eyes. God would, not that we think we know everything and nobody else does. God forbid. Because this, the special thing about, the, uh, about this ministry is not us. It's the Word of God for, for all of us. For you. I mean, I'm not trying to make my name great. I'm trying to get us to all look to the greatest name that's ever been. The name that's above every name. Jesus Christ. And notice this, and I brought it out in the last session, the only experience of holiness, the only way to have an expression of holiness is not the way you fix your hair, the clothes you wear, but it's the product of righteousness. And only the children of God can experience, experience righteousness. You are righteous whether you're experiencing it or not in the eyes of God. But he experience of serving righteousness is the only thing that produces by the Spirit of God holy fruit. That's it. And Romans 6 bears that out. We said it last time. Nobody on the planet is serving God unless they're serving righteousness. Well, let's back up and start in holiness. 
Nobody is expressing the holiness of God unless they're serving God. And nobody on the planet is serving God unless they're serving righteousness. And nobody on the planet, nobody is serving righteousness unless their faith is in that which made them a servant of righteousness. And that is what Christ did at Calvary. His obedience, humble act of obedience unto death. Yes, it remains 2,000 years later the only object God has offered men to place your faith in. You might have faith for God to heal you, for a spouse, for a job, for this, but your faith has to be in Christ. And the in place is that he immersed you into the death of Jesus Christ, Romans 6, 3. And Colossians 2, 6 says, As you have therefore received the Lord Jesus Christ, so walk ye in him. It's only one object, my friend. When we've moved away from it, we didn't like it when we first heard it. But it's true, we moved away from God. We fell from grace. We begin to be dominated again by the sin nature. And only on good days that we felt good did we think we were in revival. If you're listening to me, God wants you to get up and get out of those places where this message is not the message. The centerpiece on the table, the cross of Christ. Listen, it's not, it's not for us just to mention it. It is what we preach. Every verse in the Bible is to be used and pointed to Christ and what he did at Calvary. And outside of that, we're in trouble. We're in trouble because we hold God's truth in an unrighteous context. And what's happening is God is opposing those who do that. The wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all the ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold his truth in unrighteousness. And anybody whose faith is not in the cross, and this is what he means to the church in Sardis in Revelation 3, your works are not perfect before me. What are they then? They're ungodly and unrighteous if it's just us. It takes the work of the Holy Spirit through our faith in the Son of God and what He did at Calvary to turn the works into righteous and godly works. Outside of faith in the cross, the fruit is ungodliness and unrighteousness and all we can do is gather up and jump up and down and shake and quiver and wave handkerchiefs and call it a move of God. But it is not a move of God without the centerpiece being Christ and Him crucified. That's the power of God according to the Bible, praise the Lord. So did you see that? The end of verse 19. Even so now, because you're born again, you can yield your members slaves, servants to righteousness unto holiness. If your faith is in the obedience of Christ and you're serving righteousness through faith in his obedience unto death for you. Outside of that, you can't. Verse 20, For when we were the servants of the sin nature, we were free from righteousness. This means if our faith is in anything other than Christ's work to offer that initial status and daily fruits of righteousness, if it's in anything else, even in our ignorance, if we don't know what I'm saying today, if we don't know this, we're serving once again and in being dominated by the sin nature. 
Again, you may not go back to the bars. You may not go back to pornography. You may not go back to whatever those things were that held you in chains of darkness and was destroying your life. But nevertheless, you can be going and thinking you're right. There's a way that seems right to man, but the end of that way is death. Remember, if you're serving the sin nature, it's unto death. You think it's right. Oh, God would honor this. God would honor this. They thought he would honor the golden calf worship, but he didn't. And God's only honoring one faith. That's the faith of the Son of God that loved us and gave himself for us. If that's not what our faith is in, we're not living by faith, my friend, not biblical faith. You need to remember that. When you were servants of sin, slaves to the sin nature, you were free from righteousness. Absolutely no way to serve righteousness. And while we're serving the sin nature through faith in anything other than the cross, think about this. Holiness cannot be a part of our lives. Those denominational things out there that are called holiness and they, you have to wear long sleeves, you have to do certain things with your hair, you cannot wear makeup and that's really what they're all about and they call that holiness. They're serving the sin nature. You have to go in the water tank to be saved. You have to speak in tongues. To be, you have to, you have to, you have to do, you have to do, so, you have to do something to be saved. That's the sin nature dominating them. Think about that. The Bible says that we've been given not the spirit of the world, but the spirit of God that we might know the things Jesus died to freely give us. Grace comes free or it ain't grace. It's not grace if you're working for it trying to pay for it. Think about it. Verse 21, What fruit had you then in those things whereof you are now shamed? But see, there is no shame in serving the sin nature if you don't know you are. See, religion is the worst toxic thing on the planet. Religion. Because a man can think he's right all the way through his life, his daddy's life, his grandfather's life, his great-grandfather's life, for all of them to stand before Christ and Christ to say, I have no idea who you are. But just so you're not ignorant of who you are, I'll tell you, you are workers of iniquity. You rejected my work and thought it was all about your works. Think about that. I don't want to hear that. I'm going for the grace of God. I'm going for what he did in Christ for me. That's where my faith is settled. I'm not listening to preachers preach. I don't want to hear about anything but God's word pointing me to the place of grace and righteousness. I don't want to hear about anything else. Those days are over for me. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I hope they're over for you. For the end of those things is death. Now we're out of time, believe it or not. So we'll, next week we'll come back and we'll, uh, rather it is, what is today, Thursday, Monday morning, we'll come back and we'll tackle these last two verses in Romans chapter 6. I want you to know I love you. I, I try to be here every Monday and Thursday morning and, uh, and am unless something really, really important comes up that I can't be. But this teaching is, it is for me. I'm blessed doing this, but it is mainly for you that we share God's word as it is truth in its righteous context that you may 
drop what's been holding you because you're the one that has to drop it to grab a hold of this truth of Christ and Him crucified. And when you grab a hold of this truth, that means you're letting go of the other things. And I want you to know, I hope you would find all these teachings, and you can, on my YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316, the website, thecrosswaychurch.com. God bless you, we love you, and we are praying for you. And until next time, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. See you then.